0: What's up and welcome back to another kind of funny screencast. This time to episode four of HBO Max's and DC's Peacemaker. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the big daddy himself, Greg Miller. Woo woo! whoa whoa, The big dog, Kevin Coelho.
1: What's up, man?
0: The producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Man, I tell you what, I love freedom. Yeah, you do. That's the one thing I always talk about when, when Nick Scarpino comes up freedom 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 Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of course this is kind of funny screencast where each and every week we get together to talk about the latest in tv and movies and movie trailers we react to all of them uh you can find the Moon Knight trailer if you're watching this we reacted to it you can go check that out and also Boba Fett the book of Boba Fett we're doing weekly reactions to each and every episode as they air just like we're doing to this show peacemaker that you can find over on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com if you want to get it as a podcast just search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny screencast and we'll be right there for you if you want to get the show ad free and if you wanted to watch live as we record it you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny just like our patreon producers molecule james davis makes and pranksy have all done we appreciate you all so very very much if you want to write into this show you got to go to com slash screencast, write in your questions, theories, and thoughts. Uh, just like someone named Greg Miller did that just Ooh. said two avocados. Um, I don't know what that's in reference to. (laughs) Yeah, you do. uh, My boys, Nick,
2: and Kevin do. (laughs) So yeah, you can go slash
0: screencast to write in your productive uh, comments, (laughs) questions, theories, etc., etc. But without further ado, let's get into it. Episode four of Peacemaker. Earlier uh, in the last episode, I guess we only did one because it was episodes one through three first. uh, I said that every episode was written and directed by James Gunn. That is not true. Every episode is written by James Gunn. James Gunn directed most of the episodes of the mm-hmm. season. He directed one through three, and uh, did not direct this one. So, mm. so there is that. There is that. But let's talk about it. Episode four, Greg Miller.
2: Uh, yeah, I was gonna actually start where you started. Uh, the fact that when it pops up and it was directed not by James Gunn, I was like, okay. Like I, I started to think and wonder, like, would this not feel the same? Would it not look the same? Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. Uh, those fears I, I, I came to find were unfounded, right? Like I think it's another great episode. I think it's another hilarious episode, right? Like my one critique on the show. Hold on, I had to, I always forget the the character's name. Uh, is that I just I don't vibe with their boss Mern, like mm. Mern. I I don't mm. like. It's not and it's not the actor. It's not the performance. It's just the way they've put him in there makes him feel like knockoff Amanda Waller. Like when they when mm, we, I meant to bring this yeah. up with episode one, but I never did when they start episode one and he's introduced, I was like, Oh, they couldn't afford Viola Davis. So this is going to be Amanda Waller. And then of course she gets that little cameo at the end, talking to her daughter. And again, it's like, Oh, they got a cameo. Cause they can't afford Viola Davis. I got it. And it it's fine. But he even, I, this is going to sound goofy uh, considering the last scene, but, He doesn't differentiate himself enough from Amanda Waller, if that makes sense. Granted, Mm -hmm. obviously, he's a butterfly at the end. They're going to go. This is We're about to go to a different territory with him. But throughout the rest of it, he's still so much Waller-like that I'm just like, "Eh." and I know he's funnier than that. He has a different range. It's just the one thing for me where I'm like, I just don't like this. I wish they had gone a completely different direction with this.
0: Just uh, To interject there, I do totally feel where you're coming from. I like, though, that he has beef with Waller. Like, and I I think that that is something that we'll have to see the end of the show and like where it goes with it. But I like the idea that he is just another Waller, but he doesn't Mm -hmm. like Waller, doesn't like the way she does things, especially now with this reveal. Who the hell knows where it's going? But I'm willing to give them the the benefit of like letting them tell the story throughout. But like, I, I do agree with you that so far it does kind of seem like, okay, like this is a character we've seen before. Yeah.
2: Uh but again that's like the most minor complaint for the show I think. Overall and this episode mm-hmm. I thought was great. And I think it was a great episode for Vigilante. Like I really liked him throughout the entire way, right? Like I enjoyed obviously the fallout from his toe. I enjoyed uh, him, you know, being upset with uh, Peacemaker on his toe. I really loved everything with him and Tasty outside of the thing. <laughs> Vigilante? No, I have no idea what you're talking about in the way that escalated and the way he got, tried to get the around there. The part later, she's like, that was Vigilante? And he's like, yeah, shut, yeah, yeah. Up. <laughs> shut up. <He's laughs> and, like, and then, you know, how he, like, getting him into jail, like, is such a goofy idea. But then to get him in there and be like, oh, right, the guy can fight. Like, I forgot about yeah, that part. Like, love, they, they yeah. Come, yeah, he fucks people up and was awesome there, and I like that. And then I really, you know, it's such an interesting arc for him just in the episode of being you know hurt getting in there and you're like what are you doing being a badass in there and then getting picked up in the car by Holstrom or whatever, mm-hmm. hardcore, hardcore hardcore and getting in the car and being like having this legit moment for of sadness for him and sympathy from her right of like i think i, I think i've made things worse he's I like crying i was like oh like yeah. that hit me and it's like man like for a character who's cr- my critique number in episode 1 was like i didn't like how adrian acted when they got introduced and then throughout it was just like all right he's vigilante i don't know what it is i thought it was mm-hmm. a great episode for him
1: Kevin uh, I also really enjoyed it. I thought uh, like the ending of this episode like left me being like, I can't believe I'm so invested in this story. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I I would be more than happy to just be there for the laughs. but like I, I care now and it's crazy to like I never thought I'd be into a DC show and like be like, oh man, I really want to find out what the hell's going on with these butterflies yeah. you know because they're all over the place um so yeah it just it, it's it's the humor's so good I love Vig- vigilani so much all everything he does the the moments it's so interesting the moments where he like is just kind of like no emotion you know where he's just like kind of a zombie walking around like I'm gonna go do this thing I'm gonna go grab this thing and break the window so that I, I get arrested and I can kill the dad and it's like it, it's Interesting to also see like Waller's daughter slowly start moving the pieces around and being like, oh, I can vigilante will kill the will fix this problem if I just, you know, edge him a little bit. Give so, yeah, it's, it's so cool. Yeah. yeah, it's so cool to see like the, the characters growing and stuff like because because all of that is mixed in so well.
3: Nick. Yeah, I mean, I'm loving this show. This is this is definitely another episode for me where I immediately wanted to watch the next episode and then the next episode after that. Um, which I think is just the mark of a really, a really fun show. There's a moment in this where John Cena jumps out the window of their little, their, their piece of shit headquarters. The second story, and <laughs> All lands, superhero
2: like, landing, it
3: lands like a superhero, and then walks into just a random parking lot and goes rematch, motherfucker. <laughs> and then Judo Master kicks his ass again, and that, and that whole sequence to me. Is just indicative of what this is. It's fun. Uh, there's, of course, the little moment where he's like, "They're not what you think," and then, of course, the other shoots him, uh, fulfilling her sort of like, uh, you know, a promise to Harcourt that she would be there and, and be worth it. Um, and then that just the dialogue where he's like, "He'll be fine. He's he's a he's he's a martial arts master. <laughs> he, he breathes again. He yeah, just, he's moved he's his just, he'll just <laughs> move his liver up into his heart's place and it'll take over for him." And she's like, "That literally doesn't happen." And he starts breathing.
0: Like <laughs> 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 God, I love this
3: show. <laughs> it's happened a couple times. Um, and then I, and then I love and then you know so you. You have moments like that but then you also have the incredible i have a really good performance by john cena where he's remembering this horrible yeah. shit his dad put him through and and what happened to his brother and he's crying on the floor as he's listening to the rock music after having just smoked out a butterfly and then Eagle's like playing with it and it's just like the, the show i like it because the show is rated r and it uses the full spectrum of what rated r means right it's not just raunchy mm-hmm. there's not just sexuality in it there's the actual really hard hitting kind of drama in this as well and specifically this episode. To go back to something that, that Greg said for uh, the, the Merns character, though, I liked last week's episode where he, like, tried to relate to, to Diedbeard, where yeah. he's, like, he's like, I'm trying to grow as a human being and express emotions. It's like, you've never expressed the fact that you're cold. You've never told anyone you're cold Chili. before. Is or chilly or whatever. And he's like, yeah. So and, and, and you see that. But I'm curious now with him as the leader of this thing, and he actually legitimately feels like you feel that he's legitimately trying to kill these butterflies. That What, what is the score here now that we know that he's one of them?
0: Yeah it's definitely interesting i i'm with you guys i'm still loving this show and it's i'm with kevin in the sense that i can't believe that i am intrigued in the story as much as i am i'm not surprised i'm into the jokes as much as i am but mm-hmm. dude credit to them like i love how two episodes in now of screencast like we're just quoting jokes left and right and like just throwing things out there because there's so much to Love and laugh at. And like so many of the jokes are earned not just because they make us laugh, but because they're building a story and a narrative and character, which is a, my favorite thing for any of these superhero things. But even just like the dumb little character moments like Judo Master, what Nick's talking about, John Cena jumping out that window doing one of the dopest superhero landings I've ever yeah, seen. Like it, it was good. really impressive. Good. Uh, and then he comes out and it's like this eight bit western music playing, like total video game fight thing, mm-hmm. and you it's like a tumbleweed goes by. By, but it's a potato chip bag, and the, all the jokes they've had with Judo Master like and setting this up with the hot chip. Cheetos the a good and the fight. potato chips. Like, yeah, it it's fight. like super fun to watch. And like the idea of John Cena, who I spent 50 minutes last week talking about how funny just him being the way he looks is, and they just use that to such great extents. That combined with this hulking man fighting a two foot tall dude, so it's like such funky, a, it's you know? so fucking funny, but it's also a good fight that is such a hard balance to like hit and they do it really well in this show where it's, it is about telling a story. It's about making this laugh and it's about being a superhero thing. It's about being in the DC universe. And I think they balance that in a way that is, that shouldn't work at all, but it absolutely does. And I can't wait the end of this episode. I was like, Whoa, I didn't see that coming. And I cared about the butterfly stuff. Now I really want to know what the yeah. hell is going on with it. Well, you that's know? the thing
2: you know, we talked about. You know, Nick talked about the spectrum. You're talking about how it's funny. It's just, I didn't expect there to be so much heart in it. You know what I mean? I didn't, when we watched suicide squad, I didn't leave thinking peacemaker had this much heart to him and depth to him. And obviously James Gunn is incredibly talented, but the fact that, yeah, like at the end, that like uh, the, there's no more room in, or there's no more home in my house of paint or no, whatever. The song they're playing over his like, alcohol, mental breakdown, remembering his, it looks like the death of his brother, like murdering somebody. And then like even eagerly and the butterfly rolling up to him. Like, like that's such a goofy visual that like actually hits. Cause I, me as a viewer, I'm watching it being like, I want someone to hug him, right? I want him mm-hmm. to listen to Tasty when she's like, you know, no, your dad was a bad person. And like, you don't have to listen to him, blah, blah, blah. But in that same breath, right? Like the quote I wrote down from the very be- the beginning of the show, right? When he goes to talk to his dad, I'm no rat. But first chance I get, I'm spilling everything I got. <laughs> like, that, yes. like, that hey, is, like, you then, like, are a compare rat. You're yourself to a little <laughs> cock. Like it was yes. such, It's such a spectrum of a show.
3: I also yeah. love the uh, I love the 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 conflict with the old man. Every time he goes to the house, the guy's sure. just there fucking with him. And I love it's it's well-worn territory, obviously. But to hear a DC comic character live action be like Batman is a pussy and like needs to yeah. start killing people is yeah. like think about all the people that died because he let that clown out of prison and just having that be like. A quick reality moment where you're like oh in this world somewhere batman exists and yeah. superman exists and this is that same world where we were john cena's running around in white underwear just completely half naked <laughs> uh i
0: I, yeah, I love i love this show it's good yeah i mean like the the music cues right again we were talking about it last week i think this episode it does it the best that the show's done so far and it's already done it great but using music to not only have a fun moment not only have a cultural touchstone for us to be like oh it's that song but to kind of use the song and its meaning and it's Mm -hmm. what not just the meaning of the lyrics but like the the feeling of the music itself to kind of back up the entire storytelling and what they're trying to do here and using it for again everything we're talking about of the comedic effects character moments and just kind of what the show is but there was the the montage towards the end where we see john cena like really having this this really dark moment Mm -hmm. but then also kind of cycling through all the different characters in the show and i think that this episode really kind of solidified for me leveling up the entire cast of characters in that montage where Mm -hmm. i realized i'm not waiting to go back to any one character like i am Mm -hmm. invested in all of you Mm -hmm. in in whatever way i want to know what it is that this character is feeling at this moment like seeing like hard hard hardcourt or whatever in the the car by herself and like dealing with at that bar when he goes to see her but then also just going through and waller's daughter and like everyone's going through stuff that we're only four episodes into this, which I guess is four hours of content. Like that is yeah, a, that's a lot, a yeah. fair amount of time, but I think they're they're making good use of the time to make us actually care in all the, the elements together.
3: It's true. I mean, and that's spot on, right? That's one of the things that we thought about when we when we first saw this. We we're like, wait, they're taking the team from Suicide Squad that we really didn't know too much about. That seem all like secondary characters, and those are going to be the real the the the, the lead. They, they were. Show.
1: Very minor characters. Um, oh, in yeah. Suicide I mean, we Squad, got, Yeah, what, like
3: how many how many lines did we get from any of them in Suicide Squad? Maybe yeah, like a handful, right? Not too many. But the fact that we actually, you're right, Tim. They could they could go off and tell even the Murn story, where we're like, I, I want to know what what's going on with him, and and he might be. I mean, they can tell fascinating stories. From any of these people, I feel like I know them, and I feel like I want their their adventures to continue. And I think a good part of that also is the fact that John Cena is not an overly like overpowered character. Like Peacemaker is just is sort of just his specialty is that he's kind of a psychopath and not even, <laughs> not even so much so here. So it gives them a lot more room to play with as far as the character dynamics and like what they bring to the table. Um, but I also like, I, I vigil- so Myrna was fine with, Vigilante was the character that I was like, I think this character might start like, uh, you oh, know, wearing a little thinly for me. Um, but this episode, I think he kind of turned around when he picks up the trash can and he has to like <laughs> pull it over to the window <laughs> and then just throws it in. And like, what are you doing? I don't have to tell you that. Yeah. I mean, dude, that, that, that scene
0: is, I think, a, another perfect example of this show working in spite of itself where that same joke wouldn't be funny in another show and we'd be complaining like oh that scene went on too long but James Gunn's humor just kind of is so understood and I think well written enough like in in this case where seeing vigilante grab the trash can and like struggle to drag it in this like just surrounded by cops and the cops don't even care about him because he's just this like scrawny dude like yeah, yeah it plays out in such a funny way that like I think it perfectly last is welcome where by yeah. the time he throws mm-hmm. it at the thing and it doesn't break through and it just kind of bounces off again it, last week it was the john cena being thrown through the wall mm-hmm. uh during the fight this was that moment for me where we all saw that coming but somehow it was still funnier than i even expected mm-hmm. it to be it was and, and my my i mean
3: i was kind of stupid going into it. i was like is he trying to break into the prison but then obviously the second he hit the ground i was like oh he's trying to get arrested so we can just mm-hmm. walk into this this holding facility. I'm with you, though. And then. I was like, well I mean it was smart, right? And then um the idea of I mean that just that sit down with the with the white supremacists and him just fucking like n- no bullshit, just handing them, their them asses all, to the all end of it. bullshit, yeah. yeah. Just like I, what a what a powerful and crazy ass scene to have just in the smack dab in the middle of your episode. And then of course coming out and being like, That was I think I may have made, made things worse and realizing that he just kind of probably drove the final nail in the coffin between his only friend really and his friend's father. Uh and, and again shout out to uh to, to Robert Patrick, right? Jason Patrick Robert yeah, Patrick. Yeah. Who's just a great bad guy. He's Jeez, just a yeah. great fantastic. piece of shit. What a and great old a racist.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a good he's a good anti- mean, like He's like, fantastic, I'm joking. Yeah. You wanted yeah. to see more of it. You want to be like, what the hell is this white dragon up to, you know? Because yeah. he's the only one, like they all All the white supremacists that were with him started taking the bait. And he was like, fuck that. I know what you're doing. You're trying to uh, make it look like we attacked you. We attacked you you so
3: you can, yeah, you can kill us. Mm -hmm. Um, I also love that, just going back a little bit, I love the scene where John Cena goes into the house, into, like, the interdimensional, whatever, pocket uh, storage area. And Vigilante falls him in there. And just have, he has that wonderful moment. And only, I mean, John Cena is great. Just great in this moment. He picks up the helmet that he's like, I think this can help me, which I think is the X-ray helmet, right? So he can see inside of people to see if they have butterflies yeah. in them. Yeah. And then just like does what everyone else would do. Why don't you take all the helmets? And he's like, shit, yeah, you're right. i just starts throwing all the helmets into the bag. Uh I would have taken all the tech myself, but then you've got that great moment where Vigilante like looks up and it's he sees the white dragon costume and it's exactly like his costume. He's like, Oh, you gotta be careful. There's like there's weak spots there in between the um in between the plates, which I have to imagine was a little bit of an homage to like Nolan's Batman, right? Also set up Maybe. for the future.
0: Maybe set yeah. up for the future. Yeah, I guess that's yeah. probably true. Yeah, I love the the duck in human costume joke was just so that's, so good cool uh, to me. So that's good. one but for comes, me that I was like, this doesn't work. And really? Then
3: when you hit, when you get to the end, and he, you just see the full improv that John Cena did. I was like, all right, I'm giggling now,
0: dude. John Cena is like, is a gift to humanity. Like the, the really those is. type of scenes where whether it's improv or a script that he's reading off, like those absurd monologues, whatever it is he nails them with such conviction that I just don't understand how somebody could act that way. Because like John Cena is always that, that weird balance of like, is he a good actor or is he just good at being John Cena? And I think that Peacemaker is proof that John Cena is a fucking fantastic actor. actor. He yeah. for sure. is really, really yeah. good at nailing lines and hitting things where I don't think a lot of that was improv. I think it was him kind of like acting out a scene and they just Either. cut it earlier because- they didn't want it to run that long, yeah. but they still wanted to show us, and I appreciate that. Well, either way, it's impressive, right? Because if it is improv, kudos to John Cena's mm-hmm.
3: improv chops, and if it is the lines, like he's nailing the mark. And I would say, like, he's definitely—he's. I mean, I got a lot of respect for the guy because it's—it's easy being a goofy sort of sidekick like he was in uh, what was the one where with the parents where he had to go find the kids cock
2: blockers cock, cock yeah. blockers,
3: right? Uh, uh, that's. I think he kind of filled that specific like like role in that, that a little bit easier. But this is—he's a lead in this. And I really do think he's spread his wings and I think he's put a lot of time and effort and he's carrying scenes a lot better than he ever has. Mm. I still wouldn't go out on a limb and say he's a great actor yet, but I, I'd still think he would, he'd He dip more into like he's better at being John Is Cena than he does anything else. But uh, I definitely yeah. think he's he's getting I, it. I, I would before say before
0: we move on though, let me tell you about our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Sticking to your New Year's resolutions can be hard, but if you're focusing on saving money by ordering less takeout, learning to cook, or prioritizing your wellness, smashing your goals is a piece of cake with HelloFresh. HelloFresh has endless options to make cooking at home simple and enjoyable by delivering pre-portioned ingredients to your door, including farm-fresh produce that arrives within a week. HelloFresh has 50 menu and market items to choose from every single week, including some more family-friendly or gourmet choices. Uh, Kevin Coelho, Paula Coelho, they've been loving HelloFresh. They, of course, Paula, being a vegetarian like the options of having the vegetarian stuff and they've been having some fantastic meals over there in their Coello household go to hellofresh.com slash kind of funny 16 and use code kind of funny 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts that's hellofresh.com slash kind of funny 16 and use code kind of funny 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts greg miller
2: i would say i mean i you know good great is a different Mm. i guess spectrum of it but like I for me it's not the peace walker or peace walker sorry peace uh, maker moments of him being full blown peacemaker that make me go oh man what, and that's mm-hmm. when he's being John Cena he's right. being you know a lot he's been It yeah. is like that what we're talking about this final scene from this episode for him yeah. right of yeah. him getting drunk and just rocking out and then falling right. down in like the I guess fear and hurt in his eyes let alone then to you know when he's crying on the bed let alone then when he's like trying to defend why in in this from episodes ago from this episode trying to defend to vigilante why he loves his dad or why he won't kill his dad like that's the stuff where i'm like oh he's doing something that's Mm -hmm. dimensional with this character that isn't the suicide squad uh peacemaker that was i'm john cena look at my cock and my tidy whities look i'm saying crazy stuff and my you know that's cool shit. Everyone wants to see cool shit or show off cool shit when it's cool right. shit. Damn, that's right. Yeah, I feel you. And, you know, on that, like, I will dial
3: that back a little bit because those scenes really, I think, are the standout moments for They're him. They're really strong, think, yeah. I think he's really, really, really strong in those. And, yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. I mean, again, you you look at John Cena from The Marine versus John Cena now, and it's night and day. I mean, did the guy you watch has gotten, The Marine? <laughs> hell, yeah! I saw The Marine did. in theaters, bro. Yeah. <laughs> You, think, you, 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 you tell me. Th- oh, I love the very man. Um, you yeah. know, it's it, kudos to the man because he's he's carrying this and he's and he's got my vote. I want to see more seasons of this. I want to see this thing continue. Sure. And I want to see more
0: episodes of it for sure. Yeah, I, I really liked the the line where him and Vigilante were talking about uh, Peacemaker's dad, and yeah. he was saying like he's racist, but I still love him. And I feel like that scene was so good and so thematically relevant to like what the show is trying to say, yeah. but to really kind of put yourself in James Gunn's shoes as him writing this show in between all of the Disney going into DC, going back to Disney, like all of that stuff, that being followed up with Vigilante responding to him and in kind of like a very quick Vigilante-esque character turn of him being like, yeah, you know, my 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 parents did kind of like uh my my dad turned gay because of this. Whatever. Like it is him immediately being like John Cena's character, I trust you implicitly. Like you are right and like I I respect you even though I think you're wrong about things. Like I yeah. respect you. And I think those two like kind of dialogue bits back to back is really representative of James Gunn kind of just being like, "Look, there's layers to all of yeah, this in any which subject. way and yeah. there's a lot of problematic elements even for positive things even when something is clearly wrong and mm. like let's just take a second to like appreciate that like connections between people like really matter and can affect you and who you are and all mm-hmm. this stuff and i just thought that that was really good and i didn't expect it to be that on the nose mm. uh and 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 to hit as hard as it did well, uh and and to like be backed up with like relevant themes where we're literally talking about some of like the worst villains we've ever seen in anything, uh, in in the yeah. form of the the White Dragon.
3: Yeah, I mean, and, and on that note, like I think that con- that conversation between them had a lot of subtext, and I like that that John Cena doesn't explain it away in any rationale other than he's my dad. Right?
0: Yeah, like, I, just love I him.
3: That's it. I love him. Like, and and that's and it's you you understand that you get it. I mean, the guy is an irredeemable person, but he's family, and I think there's that speaks to the, the character's goodness where he's like, there's just something in there that I still love because he's my dad and I I can't stop loving him, right? Even Mm -hmm. though he's just a despicable character, even though I recognize that reckon and he's starting to recognize those traits obviously in himself we have the moment with him in hardcore where he still he has this heartwarming moment with her where he's like what happened what did you what what's in my dad's file like he doesn't want everyone to know mm, or what's in my file he doesn't really father, want man. everyone to know what happened when he was a kid because it was an extraordinarily traumatic defense or uh, uh, event and then of course as he's leaving his he puts that shield back up and has to hit on her and make this horrible sexist comment about her and she kind of rolls her eyes to
0: but him, even like, that oh, that that on. comment the your tits look stellar in that shirt and I, be, I mean that as a compliment. I don't mean it in a sexist way. Like, it's such James Gunn writing, which again, it's kind of just like it makes us laugh because it's inappropriate. But the use of the word stellar, like that's what separates James Gunn to me from other people. It's like he just knows the right words to make us laugh, uh, even if it's saying something that is making us laugh for the wrong reasons. I, I feel like more often than not, there is a, a layer to it of, of actual comedy being added that I, I like a lot.
3: Yeah, I agree. Um, well, oh, here's, so here's my question for you guys. A, what do we think happened to the brother? And is that relevant to the story now? And B, what uh, the heck's going on with the butterflies?
1: <laughs> uh, I think, if I may, with the with the brother, it seems like the dad pinned them against each other, right? That's what I assumed. Yeah, but he wasn't having a seizure,
3: and, right? He was having some sort of like... Well, I
1: think he probably got knocked down, hit his head, and and oh, no. went into... Had a seizure. And now his dad blames him for it kind of thing. Mm, okay. Like, oh, Let's you killed that. my the, the perfect child. But... um.
0: I also think that that, like that's interesting though, Kev, like to to question that and just I I don't think that I'm right about this, but I thought that that's what they were kind of setting up before we actually saw what happened. So I I thought it was more like that. Yeah, he pit him against him. He wasn't he was involved. But like, is he actually involved at all? Or was he just there? Because it looked like there was other kids around. Right. And
3: I don't know if they were watching the fight or if like they got they got picked on by other kids or something like that. And John and John Cena's characters, like couldn't stop them from beating his brother's ass or something like that.
1: Was that their kids? Know. Do we do we I know that? There it... was, I thought they were was trying to rewind it. Look yeah. yeah, I thought do they were we know... on like a
0: fishing trip. Like
1: it, to me, it seemed. I Damn, we all remember that. this completely differently. Yeah, I thought. <laughs> well, I thought well, I mean, it's it is just the
2: image. No, there are definitely other people around. There's definitely other people. Okay, around.
1: it's very short though. The, the the interaction, right?
2: Yeah, well, this is definitely the you know, exactly what they want. It's an east you know the teaser for next episode. Yeah, I think it's gonna be yeah that they get they are squaring off and I don't but I don't know if it's him fighting peacemaker or if it's peacemaker on the sidelines that you're talking about but it's definitely people around cheering in like a pit or around a pit mm. as they yeah, fight because mm. yeah that's
3: what i thought it looks kind of like a dirt pit right yeah so I'm, I'm curious if maybe they were fighting each other or i mean maybe kevin was right yeah maybe looking at that context maybe they are fighting each other and he just was not supposed to win maybe he was
2: his dad yeah i think his, i mean that that i believe that yeah again uh, you know dad didn't like him, made him fight each other and the, or they fight for you know trying to get his right. attention uh, and then of course there's another gut wrenching
3: scene we, we 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 touched on a little bit where he's just like thinking about how he had to kill that guy, his dad, yeah, yeah. with the amazing mullet, made him kill this amazing poor guy, mullet. Ty, just great mullet. Just a do- Joe Dirt level mullet, which I think mm-hmm. Tim, if you're if you're asking, yes, of course, that is my hundred percent for mullets as far as I'm concerned. Joe Dirt. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. That's the um,
1: top a wig, just so you know. Canonically a wig. Bad wig. Yeah, bad it's wig. It's
2: Mullin yeah. Mullets
1: with Nick Scarpino. There
3: it is, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Mullin Mullets. <laughs> Go, shout out to Robert Patrick for just rocking that hair. Just, just show me what old age can look like with a whole lot of finestride, which is the hair pill. Mm. What about the butterflies? What do we think they're going to be? What's our prediction for it's butterflies? A great
0: I, I mean, so, I think I, I do you want to present. Go for it, Kev. Go for it.
1: Oh, I'm just going to say like they're here to just live, like whatever their planet got exploded or something. They're like migrants or something, uh, Im- immigrants to to mm-hmm. Earth. And I think that we're kind of like aggressively hunting them for maybe not the right reasons. I don't know. Yeah, I'm curious. Greg, any thoughts? This is the one that's
2: recontextualized everything, right? Because, like, I was not 100% set, but I thought it was going to be a Mr. Mind tie-in because, remember, at the end of Shazam, Mm. they show them, and then Mm. when they, in episode one, I think it is, at one point, it might be when we're going into the apartment John Cena just had sex with a girl or whatever, they yeah. pan past a tree and there's a bit they they linger for a second on a green worm like guy on a tree branch and that's when but yeah it is the woman's house and the woman goes crazy and starts fighting i was like oh okay but then it turned out to be the butterflies and i was like oh okay but then
1: like remember well, two, caterpillars turn into what greg
2: butterflies and there's the thing we we've seen too of when they when cena finally opened the little trophy and it looked like a little ship like a little thing and i was like oh well that's how mr mind came to america (laughs) uh but the problem is like it just doesn't seem like i don't if it's not vibing with me because like if they're good why then why would it be a mr mind thing right and uh, maybe they're not good maybe it's another swerve or whatever but the fact that like yeah it was a you know judo's like it's not what you think it is which we think it's bad so it's probably good like okay are they here then to try to like you said are they refugees are they here to try to keep earth from killing itself kind of thing uh, earlier too, like insect queen had been kicked around a lot i was like that makes sense too but like not for this not for that angle so i don't i don't know i could still be mr mind thing it could be they could be led here you know because they know mr mind's here i don't know
0: that that's interesting something i want to put out there that i don't necessarily think is going to be the case but could be with how they set this up so the twist of having myrn be a, a butterfly got all of us we didn't see that coming mm-hmm. the fact that uh waller's daughter what's her name leona leota the fact that she like shot judo master like when she did and how she did mm, it kind of yeah, leads me to believe like yeah. she might know more than she's letting on or not but like that timing was a little coincidental to me that i wouldn't be surprised if because of her mom and because of whatever she is more involved in the butterfly stuff we, than we think
2: mm, mm.
1: we also do have a moment where she's on the phone with her mom right i don't remember this this episode passed but she's like, I don't understand why we don't just tell them. And she's like, Don't worry about that. Like we're we're like we got our plan kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So it seems like obviously no one's talked to Peacemaker about it, but they I think that the the three of the people that are still in the team that aren't Leota, like there's they're being lied to too. Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. Okay. Oh, lots of questions
0: yeah, That's great. yeah I love it. it's great yeah. question yeah. i have for you uh for everybody but for greg specifically yeah. uh the one of the funniest jokes of the episode to me was john cena kind of interrupting vigilante in the beginning uh be like oh it's like this one time where blah 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 and he like kept talking. yeah that and then uh it was just like like why are you being distracted that was hilarious to me who was he saying i i needed subtitles matter, like, matter
2: eater lad. lad so like a a, a a lad that would eat matter Okay. Which I
3: don't he was he in Suicide Squad? No. Or was that no. just a reference to a random thing? No, no. That no. was a random yeah. thing. Yeah,
2: it's yeah. it's a it's another, it's you know, James Gunn's bread and butter of like, here's a D-list DC super uh, hero, right? He was Legion of Superheroes, right? And like and like Yeah, that's stupid. But, <laughs> there he is, yeah. It's, that's was like the most iconic image of him for sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I looked that
3: up,
0: and I giggled. I saw that same yeah. image come up, and I giggled about it's it. A and he's one. like, he a a you Wendy's. <laughs> Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> so Wendy's. I, I kept hearing what I wrote down in my notes was man-eater laugh. No, no, no. man-eater. Yeah, I rounded back a couple times to, to grab that, too. And
3: again, you know, some of, those, some of those scenes, some of that comedy and that stuff gets a little bit rushed with the delivery and things like that, which is we're, we're evolving as we, as we evolve with these characters. But.
1: but it does make it feel, to me, more conversational. yeah yeah yeah, i think i do think
3: that there's like every now and again with with a lot of these shows and i don't know what it is maybe i'm just slowing down on myself but you see a lot of these characters i just want the director to be like let's do one more take slow that down just a little bit
1: you're getting old just enunciate
3: it just a little bit because you're starting to rush through these lines so, so much and it happens in all these shows for some reason there's always one moment where i'm like i wish you had another take on that because it was a good
0: line but you rushed right through it Uh, two things I really liked about Vigilante were him just driving in glasses. There was something about that that made me laugh. (laughs) And like, I think that that's another example of like, James Gunn just knows what's funny. It's like this one dumb little thing that like just adds to the the ambiance of it all. But him getting caught just as a dude out of costume, being called out that you're Vigilante and him trying to use a different voice. It's like, it's so funny that I don't know how we're this far, far into superhero stuff, comedic or otherwise. And like, the idea of a superhero using a different voice in yeah. his normal life, yeah, it's like a fresh take like that's pretty funny, ridiculous,
3: um, oh God, I had one more thing I want to talk about. I can't remember now everyone, nope, don't don't say a thing, anyone, sit in silence everybody shut up, oh that's what I was gonna say the uh you know th- those glasses that he wore in his hair reminded me of uh night owl
2: from Watchmen. when he showed oh, yeah in a costume he yeah. A lot he like he definitely that. had like or what late 80s early 90s dad vibes yeah, of like what it. you like a Danny yeah. Tanner rest in peace. Oh, R.I.P. Bob Saget.
0: Yeah, uh, talking about Vigilante, I I really like him and I think overall I I lean on the side of like he's my dude. Um, I get why there's some hesitation with him and i think because of how close he is to Ryan Reynolds performance of Deadpool mm-hmm. and how yeah. how similar like the the costume and like not seeing a face and all that stuff is but like honestly i really think that he does a very good Ryan Reynolds ish take on on this character that's a hard thing to pull off and i think that Ryan Reynolds is just so 10 out of 10 at it that mm-hmm. it can kind of like make us feel like oh it's a little derivative and it's not as good but like i actually think is yeah. really really good in this for the most part, and like that's the I mean, same thing I can say about Deadpool. But like, um, I I really like this actor, and like I don't know who the hell he is, but I'm impressed by his performance so far. Kevin like, knows. The him. more I'm seeing it.
3: Oh, what do you know him from? Tell him, don't Kevin. Say, don't say Succession. Does everyone in Succession?
2: Tell him, Kev. I don't remember what you're talking about, Greg. Harry Potter. He's in Harry Potter. Is he? Oh, he's in
1: Harry
2: yeah. Potter. Yeah. Who's he's in, Harry in Harry Potter? Potter. Uh, according to
1: IMDb, Cormac Mclegan. Oh, <laughs> I actually yeah. do remember
2: that kid that's weird
3: who, who I is he that's
1: that's uh he's from the the party when they go to the slughorn things right that's the guy that wanted to take oh her, he's one of the he's one Maya of the, on the, kids in the
3: menagerie whatever it is yeah mm-hmm. interesting
1: tim, no I think, I think
2: come on you remember come on tim come on tim come on, tim.
3: tim tim come, come on. on i think vigilante gets the benefit of the doubt for me because i don't have any context for the character whatsoever so to I be, don't it's think just anyone like, does he's super d-list like not even a real character to me so we're starting from scratch which is why like obviously there's just way less importance on that character but he's growing on me i'm not gonna lie he has uh, yeah i know
2: i definitely dig him and i you know i've come I, every episode i like him more and i think he, this is a great episode for him the mm-hmm. one thing and this is not to take away from freddy stroma's performance whatsoever and this is strictly for such a small percentage of the audience let alone people watching you guys right now i every time i watch it, I'm like, ah. I would have loved to have seen the Danny Mac audition of this. Oh my God! Like he God, strikes God, me Danny so much as Danny great. Mac from Heel Kick. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa! One of our friends of the show. Damn. That's really That's funny.
0: Really huh. Yeah. Well, I do love how much John Cena dancing we get in this, and continue to get in this. I also love seeing the the one seeing a shot of Peacemaker. God, not Peacekeeper. Peacemaker. Peacemaker. The rest of our times. Uh seeing him out of costume was jarring and weird. Like. We've seen him in his costume so much. We've seen him in his underwear so much, but seeing him in just like in a regular jacket people and a t-shirt yeah. Yeah, <laughs> at yeah, the yeah. bar, I was That's just like, shirt. this feels fucking weird. But like, I love that, that, that he wears his costume that much in normal situations that seeing him out of it is like awkward as hell. Well, it was also interesting when he was out of it, right? Like he
3: changed out of his costume to go to the bar to talk to Hardcore about that one very important thing. And so he kind of let his armor down, let his guard down a little bit there to to, mm. to come hat in hand and ask him yeah. about
0: that. And she, I think, lied to him probably. But uh, yeah, that was that was a good scene for sure. And uh, we haven't even talked about the pinky toe stuff, really. Oh, it, that was a question was I had for Kevin. Uh, Kevin, can you walk without your pinky toe?
1: I I, I don't know. I think so. I think <laughs> I'm so. I'm shocked you don't know don't, the answer. I should I'm have a looked it down, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> Boo, Kevin. <laughs> I think you can. It's just hurts. I
0: I love how much like random things just keep coming back in the show. Like, oh yeah, that kid was so homely. Like that's <laughs> like, that's so fucking funny. He like, but he was like, I actually made it worse because I started yeah. feeling bad for the kid. Yeah. But like that's so funny. But the, the various ways the pinky toe joke kept coming back in this mm-hmm. episode was so fucking funny to me, where it's just like, yeah, you might fall down, then everyone's gonna laugh at you. <laughs> it's like that's just and so fucking and even in the sadness of that conversation back and forth of the
3: codependency that he's got with 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 uh, peacemaker where he's just like it starts just agreeing with him where he's like yeah i mean he's like be careful when he gets arrested by the cops he's like i have an injury here it's my pinky toe i could definitely walk without it but i just just want you guys yeah. to know there is yeah. a, there is an injury here to be aware of
1: that was uh, kind of sad <laughs> you you definitely can walk without it it's fine that's what i figured but like i feel like had they acted quickly enough they could have definitely gotten sewed back on, because it Let's was only half off. On. I don't, you, think, it, I don't it? think it fell off. I think he was just like, I think the last time we saw it, I, it, was just bloody. I don't think that he gets proper medical treatment. Like, he's no, just hanging out. Not. Like, maybe maybe, thing, maybe I mean. when he gets arrested, if he makes a big deal about it, they'll be like, we have to do something about this. Yeah. Well, if but, like, bloody, I, I, I kind of. have
3: to at least sew it up, right? Because yeah, they I get you naked, right? Yeah, they definitely delouse you, and they put things in you and stuff like that. It's crazy.
1: Also, Nick, I um I the guy that, that I was thinking about, he was also the the Quidditch like captain. Was he the Quidditch captain? That's yeah. the same guy? I don't know if this is the same guy. It might be he was definitely part of the Slughorn twelve. I just made that part up, the slughorn twelve. I just feel like
3: yeah, no, he was in the seventh one. But I I the, see, oh maybe no 'Cause that guy had a hardcore Scottish accent in the first one. The Quidditch Captain was like, I gotta give you the 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 budger, the bludger and the quadridge.
1: Yeah, you're Remember? right. So, yeah, oh, you're right. A... <laughs>
3: Maybe Greg's crazy, dude. I think Greg's crazy.
0: I don't think this kid's ever been <laughs> Well, I mean I'm I be mixing, be I'm, crazy, mixing crazy, right?
1: Right? I'm mixing me, ladies people up. And gentlemen.
0: One of my, oh, my favorite God. lines in this that wasn't a joke, but just like as a thing that I've never heard said in this way before and like I really liked was her being like, You ain't killing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> when Vincelanti was like <laughs> doing like talking and shit, I just thought that was like really really funny. And like I liked Leota in this episode more than I've liked her in the rest of the show, and I've enjoyed her so far. Like this this episode to me elevated everybody. So yeah, yeah. good for you guys. Can't wait for next week. Even,
1: Holy even, shit! Even uh, Ecoms. Die beard. Die beard. Die beard. Oh, because they like <laughs> Ecoms cause the shit beat out of him. You know why walk away? I, people need to zip tie people. If you're in a situation where you've captured an unstoppable killing machine, zip tie him as much as possible. You know what I mean.
0: I, I, last thing I want to say before we we end the show here is I just love the idea that Judo Master was like kicked to shit now twice and like one of the times shot and is just being like brought back like. From near death, like I hope they just keep this going where <laughs> Judo Master just keeps fucking oh, his takes dying. a tastes of saline and he's fine. <laughs> yeah, I love it. so so funny. I mean, I but let's know in the comments below uh what you think about Peacemaker episode four. We'll return next week for episode five. And remember, we're doing the Book of Moment Fat as well. And every cool movie trailer that comes out, we're gonna be doing reactions right here on youtube.com/slash kind of funny. Write in your thoughts about all of these shows, all these trailers, all these movies, everything at com slash screencast, and we'll talk about them later. Until next time, I love you all. Goodbye.